Thank you. Hey, hey, yes. Oh, hello. It was a bit scary there for a moment. Oh, it's good to be together. I'd like to add my welcome to that you've already received, especially to those participating online. Now, Pastor Steve said, uh, was asking a question before, what are you grateful for? Well, first of all, I'm grateful for my wife, Alicia. Um, uh, for those, uh, we've just talked about a Tasmanian celebration. Uh, for a week and a half, she basically didn't see me before 10 o'clock at night. So I am grateful for, um, for her and her, patient and her patience and love and loving. And so thank you. So I am very grateful for Alicia, my wife. So. All right, so for those of you who don't know me, and if I haven't had the opportunity to meet you yet, uh, my name is Oliver, and I'm the youth pastor here at Door of Hope. Um, I also um, help run our conference center here during the week when I'm not uh, running around uh, playing basketball and causing destruction. Uh, <laughs> um, so a couple of years ago, in our small group, in our connect group, some of the wives got together, and they started reading a book called Redeeming Love. I don't know if many of you have or haven't read that. It's a great book, and I'll encourage you to read it. The, the story of Redeeming Love is based, is based around the story of Hosea in the Bible. In the book, we are introduced to two characters, Michael Hosea, yeah, that was his last name, Hosea, and the other one was Angel. Now, we painted a picture of Hosea was a, was a hard worker. He worked, he had a farm. Um, he was a God-fearing man. He did things, um, you know, right. He was a righteous man. And then we have, on the other side, we have Angel. Now, Angel, in the story, she grew up, um, she was in a loving home, but through a series of events, um, her life took a turn, a turn for the worse. Um, through the father leaving and the mom having the mom having struggling to look after her, they move into from one house to another. The mother ended up turning into, um, you know, turned to prostitution in order to survive and look after the daughter. Later on, Angel followed in that same path. The story, that story, is a heartbreaking story. I'm pretty sure from she was very young, about eight years of age. That, that the story started there for her. It's not a pretty story. It's a heartbreaking story. It had some romantic, uh, you know, the book has a romantic um, edge to it as well. But what I want to talk about tonight, the book of Hosea itself, it's not a book of romantic love at all. It's a book of how God was hurt by the people he called to himself. The people that he led out of Egypt from slavery into the desert and into the promised land. The people that he called to himself to say, I want to set you, up, set you apart and how they betrayed, they betrayed God in that. The book of Hosea is a heartbreaking story of what God is feeling from the betrayal of the people that he has led. So, who wrote the book of Hosea? Well, it's the prophet Hosea. <laughs> we don't know much about Hosea from his background, um, where, who his parents are, or his family 
origin and all of that, so that we don't know much about it. But right from the word go, we saw the word that, gave, that God gave to him, straight up. And through that, we can see, we can get glimpses into what his life was going to be like. He was a prophet that lived around 750 B.C., um, in the northern part of Israel. At this particular time, Israel has been divided into two nations. You have the northern part and then the south. Um, Judah was in the south. And his message, Hosea's message, was that of repentance and for people to turn back to God, to live their ways, their wicked ways, their, in, their life of injustice, to turn back to God who has called them to himself. The name Hosea means salvation, and that's likely through the message that he was bringing to the people, the message of hope and repentance. From verse 1, we can see straight up, God says, go and get yourself a wife, but this wife you're going to get is going to cause you trouble. This marriage is not going to be one of, you know, easy going. It's going to be difficult. We also know that from the children that he had, God says the names of your children are going to mean something. They're going to mean the, they're going to mean the judgment and the punishment that I'm going to bring to Israel. Now, if I, was, if I was Hosea, if you were Hosea, would you put your hand up and still go? Even though you know what was going to happen. That's something to think about. Why is the message of Hosea so important? More than any other prophets in the Bible, Hosea linked his message closely with his personal life. Usually prophets would get a, a message from God and then they would go and tell the people far removed from, their, you know, personally. They would just deliver the message and say, that's it. But with Hosea, by marrying a woman he knew would eventually betray his trust. And by giving his children names that sent message of judgment of Israel, Hosea's prophet, prophetic word flowed out of his life, of the life of himself and his family. It was a cycle of repentance, redemption, and restoration evident in Hosea's prophecy and even his marriage. It remains intimately connected to our lives. You see, the story of Hosea is not that far removed from what is happening in our world, what is happening in my life and in your life today. The sequence plays itself out in the lives of real people, reminding us that the scriptures are far from mere collection of abstract statements with no relation to real life. No, they work their way into our day-to-day -day existence commenting on the issues that affect our lives and our actions and relationships. In HDK, for those of us who participate in our um, Hope Discovery Kids, our Sunday program for kids, whenever they bring a message, they like to talk about the big idea. So what is the big idea of Hosea? The big idea of Hosea is structured around five cycles of judgment and restoration, the book of Hosea makes clear its repetitious theme. Though God will bring judgment on sin, he will always give us, he will always give you and I the opportunity to come back. It's also about God's love for Israel 
a nation of people more interested in themselves than in God's direction for their lives. Does that sound familiar still? Hosea's message shines through the the darkness of the idolatry and injustice that Israel was going through. They had stepped away from what God had called them to. They were living so far away from God that sacrificing children in the temple was part of, their, part of their, what they do. Defiling the temple was what they, were, what they were doing. Treating the poor badly was what they were so far away. And like the, like the, girl, like the little girl that I talk about in the book, Redeeming Love, her life didn't just turn the way it is. It was a series of events. Slowly, slowly, things started creeping into their lives that turned her into watch days. And it's the same with Israel. Slowly, slowly, but surely, they started accepting things. Slowly, thinking that, oh, this is not so bad. Oh, this is not so bad. Oh, that's not what it means. Oh, that's slowly by slowly, they were walking, they were moving away from God. Throughout the book of Hosea, throughout the book, Hosea pictured the people turning away from the Lord and turning towards other gods. Their zeal for idolatry meant meant that Israel lived as if they were not God's people. For those of us who call who who know Christ, who know God, do your life reflect Christ? And though God told them. Um, through the birth of Hosea's children, what he would do to them, they still, they still did not get it. As I was reading, as I was reading the book of Hosea, there were three lessons, three lessons that I drew out of the whole book of Hosea, which I want to share with us tonight. Even though God says, I'm going to destroy you, even though God says, you've walked away, I've got... I've had enough of you. He still, he still was giving them opportunity to say that come back to me. Come back to me. I haven't left you yet. I am still here. The first lesson that I want to talk about is God is always faithful. Whether we believe it or not, God is always faithful. Even when we are not, he is faithful. Throughout the Old Testament, God used prophet to warn the people of their sin. But with Hosea, he decided to make it, he decided to take a more personal approach. Conveying, conveying his anger and personal heartbreaks in, in terms that they might understand. After all, how many of us, how many of you would jump, would jump into a marriage knowing that your spouse will inevitably be unfaithful? How many of you will continue a friendship with someone who you know that is going to gossip about you? How many of you will continue a friendship or a relationship? You know that this person is never going to treat me right. How many of us will choose to remain in such one-sided relationship? Nevertheless, this was the point God was trying to prove to the people. You think that this is so bad? This is what you're doing to me. This is what you're doing to the covenant that I made with you. Who would want to be God or even have the strength or will to remain faithful to such an unfaithful bride? 
Israel. That is who God proved himself to be repeatedly, gracious when it was undeserving, faithful when his bride, the church, you and I, was unfaithful, loving when we don't show him love. The illustration was both powerful and purposeful, made relatable through Hosea's personal experience. However, us like Israel, pictured here as Goma, or you and I, had proven themselves unfaithful. God, pictured here as Hosea, would demonstrate his love for his bride by remaining faithful even when we are not. Moreover, when God's faithful, when faithfulness and compassion seem too good to be true, God reminds his people, I will not execute my fierce anger. I will not leave you. Even though Hosea would have had every, every reason under the sun to say, now I'm done with this marriage, I'm done with it, you're unfaithful, I can't stand it anymore, he still remained faithful. That's the picture of God for us and his church. When God's compassion and faithfulness proved too good to be true, God reminded his people, I will not execute my anger. I will not destroy you, for I am God, not man, the, the, holy, one, the holy one amongst you, and I, will not, and I will not come in wrath. Hosea 1.11. We all turn away from God from time to time, but Hosea's message reminds us that no matter how many times we run away, he's always there waiting with open arms. We can stop running. He's there. He's waiting. Lesson two is that God, redeem, God is the only one who can redeem and restore. Like Hosea, God will always go to the extreme length to bring his bride back. In Hosea chapter three, Goma, his wife, had left, had run away, had gone back to the former life that she used to. And God said to him, I want you to go and bring her back. I want you to pay the price and bring her back. And that's what God does every single day. He goes to the extreme to bring us back into his family. We see this through the Old Testament and even into the New Testament. God chases after his runaway bride. He chases after you and I. And he's eager to restore and even renew the relationship. In gospel terms, Jesus says that the good shepherd searches for his lost sheep. This, this was God's message to Israel, which Hosea communicated so beautifully. And is the driving theme of all scriptures fulfilled through, through Christ's redeeming work on the cross. At times, however, many of us are too stubborn, too afraid, too prideful to even admit that we need help. But the truth is, we all need rescuing. I know that I do. And that is an eternally good news, good thing, where we know who is coming to our rescue. Despite Israel's spiritual unfaithfulness, God's invitation was clear. Sometimes we think that we are the ones who need to do the, rest, the restoring and the redeeming before we return to God. But it is only God who redeems and restores, and all we have to do is turn back. Turn back to Him. 
just as we are, and allow him to redeem and restore us and restore you. Hosea is in, the book, in Hosea in chapter 12, he says that, Therefore, turn to your God, observe kindness. Our world is so unkind. Our high schools are so unkind. Our universities are so unkind. Our society is so unkind. God is saying that, observe kindness and justice. Our world is so full of injustice at the moment. And wait for your God continually. How are you showing kindness to those around you? Are you how are you showing justice to those who are experiencing injustice? Lesson three that I got from this is that God is committed to our good through his radical grace. Now, when we look at, when we look at the story of Hosea and the way, the way the story unfolds, we'll be like, ah, yeah, that wasn't a good choice. But God was showing that for you, this is a radical grace. Going after you, coming back, being faithful, redeeming us, restoring us. God is saying that, that I am committed to our good. I'm committed to your good through my radical grace. Hosea's calling was not for the faint of heart. It's not. But then again, no calling in the service of the King of Kings is. You see, if we want our schools to change, if we want our society to change, the work that needs to be done is not the faint of heart. It's not for the faint of heart. It means that we've got to We've got to speak truth in places that truth is not being spoken. It means that we need to call out in places where people are saying, nah, it's all good. Jesus made the, Jesus made the cost of discipleship quite clear, warning his disciples and would-be followers, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew 16, Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Yet as the Apostle Paul wrote later, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Israel will, return, Israel will learn through years of trials, failures, and eventual captivity in exile. There is no satisfaction. You and I, when we hit rock bottom, when we try and take things, when we try and take our own, our own way, when we try and lead our own life apart from God, there is no satisfaction that comes from being separated from God. And no love can compare to the unshakable love God has for his people, that God has for you. Hosea was loyal to his God, as he was to his wife, because he understood something about the heart of God. God is faithful. God is good. God is loving. God is just. And if God is faithful, if God is good, is loving, and if, and if God is just, then surely, surely, his plans for us his plans for you, for me, 
are the same, even when they don't make any sense. When they're not fun, young people, even when they're not fun, even sometimes when we don't get to listen to Planet Boom, oh. And sometimes they're not easy. But God is good. He's committed to our good through his radical love. Whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. For the way of the Lord are right, and the righteous will walk in them. But transgressors will stumble in them. I want to encourage you, if you haven't listened to Tony Aldred's message on the theology of good, I will encourage you to go on our website and listen to it. Because God's goodness is not dependent on, your, on how comfortable you are. God's goodness is not just when everything is right. I'll encourage you to go on our, on our website on demand and listen to that, the theology of, good, of God's goodness. There will also be someone, in conclusion, there will also be someone who came and paid the ultimate price. And that was through death. Jesus came as, as a human being, lived among us, showed us how to speak into injustice. He came to show us how to speak to places, how to shine light into dark places. He came to show us how to love the lost, the lonely, the poor, the widow, the single moms, the single dads, the lonely friends in the schoolyard. Jesus came, he showed us that, and then he died on the cross. Hosea's story is a picture of God's radical love and grace for you, for me, for the church, and for the world. It is about the choices. It is also about the choices that we make every single day for and against God. Hosea did, did not just believe in God's faithfulness, his goodness, his redeeming love. Hosea extended that same to his wife and to the people around us. It's not enough for us to talk about it. It's not enough for us, only for us to say that God is good. It's not only, only enough for us to say that God is faithful. It's not only enough for us to say that God can redeem if we don't take the practical step in showing people what that is. So here's a challenge. Who do you identify with in that story? For some of you, you identify with Hosea. Maybe you're already walking in that challenging call that God has on your life, hanging there. That's my encouragement to you because what God is doing is not just for you. It's for, some, it's for so many around you. For some of you, you maybe identify with Goma in the story of Hosea's wife. I want to say to you that God is there. He is faithful. He can restore that love. He can redeem. He can redeem you. He's waiting for you to come back. 
is committed to your good. He's committed to my good. And if you have experienced God's radical love, are you extending that to the people around you? Because it's not enough for us to sit here on a Sunday night, hear these things, and then when we walk out, the world doesn't know what that radical love is. And it's not fair on the world. And that's not a message that Jesus came and gave his life for. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you're always there with open arms. Well, thank you that you're faithful when we are not. When we decide to walk away from you, you're there saying, come. Well, thank you that you're the only one who can redeem and restore our, our broken lives. Lord, thank you that you're committed to our good. You're committed to see, a, to see us come back to you. And Lord, for those tonight who are who hurt, have walked away from you, Father, I pray God that through the power of your Holy Spirit, they will begin to sense you, that you are good, that you are faithful, that you can redeem. And Lord, as a church, I pray that we will not start letting things creep into our world and into our lives that slowly diminishes the call that you have called us to, Father, the mission that you have called us to. But Lord, we'll be able to speak boldly to injustice, that we'll be able to speak boldly and show love where love is needed. Because God, your love is radical. And it's for everyone. In Jesus' name.